welcome to another socially distanced episode of Bottom of the Stream. Welcome, welcome. Looks like they're going to be like this for another little while longer, Nick. Ah, let's just, we'll go with the flow. We'll work <laughs> it out. We'll work it out, don't worry. How's things with you? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here uh, <laughs> and always excited to talk to you. Oh, thanks, mate. Same feeling is mutual. Um, any gossip? That's a good question. So I've not had to go to hospital this week, so that's good. Well, that's good. Uh, that's a although the, the the same child uh, did fall over again today at school and <laughs> had another bump on the head. So she is, yeah, just clumsy, what is wrong with I think. her? <laughs> her feet getting too big for herself or something? Uh, who knows? Kids. She's always been the crazy one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, no, pretty good. Pretty good. good. Good, good, good. Living life to the max as far as it as it is possible. That's it. You can't really do a lot, but you can live as much to the max as you can try to do. I don't know what I'm talking what? about. <laughs> what about you? How's uh, how's a week in to PS5? Yeah, good. Really good. I've pretty much played it every day, I think. You've dragged me away from it tonight again. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying myself. Good. I've even managed to get Netflix on there now, so I can just... So- do everything that was good there. that was gonna be my question did you watch this week's movie on your PlayStation i did <laughs> i actually did because you can you can set it so when you turn the playstation 5 on it turns the tv on yeah and because the tv because the playstation 5 boots up so quickly it's on before the tv comes on so it's really nice cool. so it's just like there now and my <laughs> remote works with it so even better so it just controls my life now i do everything for it there's not many awesome. media apps though there's only like Disney Plus, Netflix, and Prime Video. There's like, like an the iPlayer app or anything yet. It's early days. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come. There was loads on the PS4, but they're just not there on the PS5, which is weird. Belly Strange. Have you got any Netflix news? Give them time, though, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. It's only been, been a week. week. <laughs> it's fine. You'd, you'd expect all those big hitters to be on there, I guess, and then uh, yeah. everyone else is playing catch-up. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, what was the question? Have you got any Netflix news? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's been a really quiet week. Literally nothing's happened for Netflix this week. I don't know I, what, um, what we're going to talk about. I, I had a, a good trawl a bit earlier on yeah. uh, to to look for a few few headlines, few uh, few bits and bobs. I don't. I always like to not necessarily, unless it's a massive story, which we tend to touch on. Yeah, I don't like to go to like the first results because well, everyone knows that stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like to like to, like to be a bit like more, on this show. Like to be a find bit more niche, gems. don't we? Yeah, yeah. Niche news, um, but no, it's pretty quiet this week. It's all quiet. Us. The the stream is like a mill pond. <laughs> um, I have got one tiny, tiny little bit of news. Okay. Um, you know, earlier I think it was earlier this year, Netflix learned, uh, launched their top ten. Yes. Which they'd never really done before. It was quite a big deal for them because before that, nobody really knew what people, were, other people were watching. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in the UK this week, they are testing a top 50 feature. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so they're going to... I don't think everybody's got it yet, because it's not on mine. But I don't know if, how they're going to do it, but apparently they're, they're testing out a top 50 things on Netflix instead of a top 10. Is that sort of categorised or... No, I don't think so. I think it's it just, just the most watched in? things that week. Top 50. Cool. Because they must have it. They must know, like, all the way down to the end. Of course they before. do, yeah. So, yeah, they're trying that out. So it's going to take us longer to go through it in the uh, podcast when we go through the top 10. <laughs> go through a whole top 50 would take a while. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> but that's literally the only thing that's happened this week. It's been a really quiet week on the uh, on the old stream boat. Yeah. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I've watched quite a few things. Oh, that's um, good. I, I mean, a couple of them we mentioned last week that were just um, finished off. So yeah. 
uh, The Crown. Finished The Crown. Oh, have you? Yep. Excellent. How is it? It's yeah, it's good. It's good. I stand by what I said. I think it was last week. It's it's loads better than the last series. Uh, Diana's alive again. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so it's um yeah, very much focused on her. Can and, can I just jump in on that series? Yeah, of course you can. You can't just. I wouldn't need to know what happened in the pre- previous ones. I, I think you can miss out the seventies pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much everybody right. knows what happens in the seventies anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's good. Cool, I might check it out. It is what it is. Apparently the Queen doesn't um, like it. No. she. I was reading this week, apparently she's getting a bit more... The, it said the royal household is getting a bit more tetchy as they get closer to the modern day. Starting to squirm a little bit. Do you think they're starting to regret their decision to not have any involvement in it? Because apparently they were, they were asked when it first was launched if they wanted to like be involved. And they turned. there was like a flat no. But now it's getting to the modern day. Do you think they might be regretting that a little bit? Yeah, I mean... Have a bit of creative control to it. It's quite difficult to have much sympathy when they come out and say this is portraying us as a weird dysfunctional family when they are a weird dysfunctional (laughs) family. Quite clearly a weird dysfunctional family. (laughs) And yes, it may not be true to real life events, but it doesn't claim to be, No, as far as I'm aware. It tells the story of what happened in just a fictionalised way. Yeah, and if they've turned down the chance to be involved, yeah, like I say, it's hard to have much sympathy with them, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, couldn't agree. I don't think they thought about how far close to the modern day it was getting. Do you think they were like, this Netflix thing, it will never catch on? <laughs> Apparently the, about that. the only agreement is that an adult William and Harry can never be in it. Oh, right, okay. So it can never get to that sort of time frame. Uh, or they'll just be shipped off to school or something. Oh, yeah, so that's that's. I thought that was quite interesting. But I'm pretty sure I know exactly where the crime's going to end anyway, but I'm going to keep that under my hat. Okay, <laughs> I know where I know where I'd end it, and I know how I'd end it. So it'd be uh, be interesting. Jeffrey Epstein's party. <laughs> I'd probably gloss over that. <laughs> Imagine trying to cast that. It'd <laughs> be quite interesting. So, cool. I might check it out. I might skip over what I've not seen. And okay. Go straight into that season. I think maybe. Anything cool. else? Uh, finished Dash and Lily, which mentioned last oh, week. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but that feels like it should be about reindeers. <laughs> Every time you say well, it, I think of Christmas reindeers. I don't really know why. Well, it is it is set at Christmas, so yeah, there's there's a lot of um, imagery and association. Yeah, it's fun. Same, like I said last week, schmaltzy. Yeah, if you like that sort of thing, you'll get a kick out of it. Um, I've started the American Barbecue Showdown. Oh, have you? Yeah, watched two episodes. Thoughts? Loved it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, really. Good. I mean, there's some proper characters on there. Who's your favourite? <laughs> I liked Shotgun. <laughs> But he didn't last very long, no, spoiler. Unfortunately. Um, I kind of like the, oh, I don't know his name, the big, um, like, southern guy with the hat who lost his, in the oh, first yeah, episode, the... he made the ribs that is the recipe that his friend, like, bequeathed to him. Yeah, I can't remember his name either, but I know He's kind mean. of a nice, every every man kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, the, the, it's... the guy who presents it, I didn't realise, it's, I can't remember his name, he's the same guy who presented The Floor is Lava yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, it's got a strange name, Yeah, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it is, it's, I thought that when I first saw it. It's got like a plasticine face with a beard stuck on. <laughs> People say that about you sometimes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They'd be right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's the main things. And then um, I, I just got one more, which I've watched uh, four episodes of, I think, yeah. which is... The documentary we spoke about a few weeks ago called "We Are the Champions." Oh, also, I've watched also four of those. Oh, I don't cool. know why I said that like that. 
I said it in a really <laughs> weird way. Now I've watched four episodes of that as well. So we've probably did you watch the first four? Yes. Yeah, me too. So we've got to the same point. Um, I don't think I'm going to go any further with it. Now, and, this is interesting because I'm kind of of the same mind. But I've really enjoyed what I've seen. But so, I have no interest in dog dancing or frog jumping. <laughs> Those two seem weak. Dog well, dancing especially. I'm like, no, I'm not interested in the slightest. I, I actually found the third and fourth episodes much weaker than the first two. The first two are definitely the best. I, I thought the first two... We should probably mention what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> show about... It's a show called We Are The Champions that is about the world champions in random shit. Yeah. So the first one is the Gloucestershire cheese roll, which for our American listeners is when somebody throws a cheese down a hill and a load of British yep. people follow it down. <laughs> but this is a steep horribly hill. steep, <laughs> rugged hill. Don't they call it, it the most violent, violent and... running race in the world? People just yeah. kill themselves. Nobody's ever died doing it, but people like break bones and get concussions every year. I thought that one so was that, fascinating. It was. So that follows the... The lady doesn't trying to be the first person to to win the ladies' race three times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Full of fascinating characters. Every time she's competed, she's won it. Yeah, I mean she's she's got a shoulder sticking out of her. Uh, <laughs> completely the wrong part skin, of her body. But, but yeah. <laughs> small price to play, I suppose. <laughs> now the second episode, which was about competitive chili eating. Yeah, I was on the edge Those of my seat. Insane. It was really interesting. Really, really uh, interesting. Just, uh, I was genuinely invested in the tournament <laughs> yeah me too considering like there was 12 rounds and the world's hottest chili was at number six yeah <laughs> it was like there was six more on top of that and but I, I wasn't expecting it to go uh take the approach it did so it started off didn't it from the the guy in the farm yeah who um advent and he invented the carolina reaper yeah pepper and he'd set up this competition because he he wanted to try all these like Frankenstein chilies. <laughs> yeah, so he like cross contaminates them all, doesn't he? Cross, yeah, cross pollinates them all. Um, and then there's a little profile, isn't there, on on the sort of main competitors? It, oh, it was edge of the seat stuff. I wasn't I expecting was one of them to be a British episode. woman. No, that really surprised me. It's like a teacher, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Crazy, and she did really well. Did she come like fourth or something? Third, I think. Third was on it? The third. Podium. Yeah. yeah, but the guy who won, what was he all about? He was just like. Freak. Like nothing. <laughs> didn't even sweat. He did hadn't he? even got a sweat on. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he, he was like, um, he was just programmed differently. So yeah, he else wasn't wired up right. I think he was a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was really good. The hairdressing one, not so much. Um, there was competitive freestyle hairdressing, whatever it was called. So yeah. It was just basically people making wigs and hoping they balanced on people's heads. And then, the, yeah, then the, the yo-yo one was the fourth one I watched. That was, it's, yeah. I enjoyed that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I thought I got quite emotionally invested in that because the the main guy was going to retire, wasn't it? So it was. It was fine. It was okay. Do you, do you, the reason I don't think I got into it as much. Do you remember months ago when I was telling you about the Rubik's Cube documentary I watched? Yeah, Speed Cube. Also on Netflix. It's exactly the same as that. So it's this guy about to retire going through his oh, really? championship. It's like, oh, that could have been an episode of this series. Yeah, why was that a whole length, feature length episode when it could have just been part of this show? Yeah, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, got, I got quite invested. I thought they were amazing, how they, what they could do with a yo-yo. Oh, yeah. And I felt sorry for that girl when she got eliminated. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was good. But then, I've, like I said earlier, I've got no interest in dog dancing and no interest in frog jumping. I just don't see the point. 
So I'm going to probably leave it there just because I quite enjoyed it. That's fair. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it for me. Anything else from you? I've started watching an old sitcom. Okay. A British sitcom called Man Down. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm familiar with it, but I've never, I've never seen it. Greg, <laughs> I know da- what it is. Greg Davis, uh, Rasheen Connerty, Rick Mayall, and Mrs. Yeah. McCluskey from Grange Hill. Okay. <laughs> I don't know her name. I just know that's who she is. The, the, the fact that it got Rick Mayall in his words um, drawn me to it because he's sure. my hero. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's 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 bizarre and it's it's like gross how british sitcom humor which is not what i was expecting i wasn't I, I don't really know much about greg davis as a comedian i only really know him from taskmaster yeah well, i was expecting him to be a bit more highbrow than he is it's all piss jokes and fart jokes i, no, I, really I think i've seen that. i've seen one of his stand-ups and it's pretty much like that yeah well. i wasn't i don't think i was expecting it but the, just the fact that it's got ring mail and saves it does he play his dad yeah he plays greg davis's dad yeah so i started watching that i needed a sitcom so i thought i'd give it a go cool and uh it's all right I've only seen four episodes so far. I only started it the other day. Okay. I think I'll stick awesome. with it for the time being. Good. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's all I've watched. Yeah, me too. Do you want to chill run through the Netflix top ten? Yeah, let's do that. I haven't done that for ages. Uh, let me get it up on my phone. Right. We're not doing the top 50 then, yeah? Just to do top no. ten. <laughs> um, what is this? In at number ten at the minute is a program called If Anything Happens, I Love You. Okay, and it's, no idea. It says, Grieving parents journey through an emotional void as they mourn the loss of a child in the aftermath of a tragic school shooting. Oh, no. It's only on for 12 minutes. Oh, right. And it appears to be animated. But how is that at number tw- 10 in the British Netflix charts? <laughs> I might have to check that out. Yeah, it seems random. Yeah, it's a, a social issue drama tearjerker, according to Netflix's genres. Okay. Hmm, that sounds weird. Uh, number nine is The Christmas Chronicles, the first one. Okay. People obviously catching up on makes that. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, number eight is The Boss Baby Back in Business, which is a TV show, which I presume is a spin-off to The Boss Baby film. Sure is. Have you seen any of that? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Any good? I, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, number seven is The Grinch. Which version? The is this the Benedict Cumberbatch animated? version. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the new one. New one's two years old now, but yeah. Uh, number six is Hillbilly Elegy, which is a film we spoke about a few weeks ago now. Oh, yes. This is Glenn Close looking like Mrs. Dalton. That's the one. An urgent phone call pulls a Yale law student back to his Ohio hometown where he reflects on three generations of family history and his own future. Directed by Ron Howard. I'm sure it's great. You know, it's got all these acclaimed actors and actresses in it. Yeah. It's not going to be high on my list. I'm not going to lie to you. No, normally it does look quite good, but I might get to it. Uh, number five is Mortal Engines. That's the yeah, film as now, well. Now this I would like to watch at some point. I, I, I um, It's not supposed to be great, but um, I do fancy checking it out because it looks, some of the uh, visuals look pretty impressive. Is this the one we had a bit of a chat about in the Discord this week? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it was. It says, in a post-apocalyptic new world, a young woman and her rebel friends seek to stop the giant mobile city of London from devouring everything in its path. Yeah. Interesting. It's on for two hours and eight minutes. <laughs> Ooh, that's a long one. I might check that out though. I think there might be some Peter Jackson involvement somewhere in it. So oh, really? He likes a long film, doesn't he? He does. He loves it. Uh, number four is Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher. Weird. Okay. That's on for even longer. That's on for two hours and eleven minutes. Uh, I've seen the first one. I believe this is the first one. It's from two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Yes, it would be. When an ex-military cop investigates a sniper charged with five homicides, he's drawn into a dangerous cat and mouse game in this exciting thriller. I'm not it's sure if being... I've seen it or not. I might have. It's being 
rebooted, isn't it? No, oh, is it? Jack Reacher, I'm sure. I think Amazon have picked it up. Interesting. Well, it's like a TV show. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, number three is The Queen's Gambit. That's still sticking around in there. Yep. That is a limited series from this year. Uh, number two is The Christmas Chronicles 2. That's good going. Didn't it only come out a couple of days ago? Yeah, I think so. Earlier this week. Uh, unhappy over her mum's new relationship and now teenage Kate runs away and lands at the North Pole where a naughty elf is plotting to cancel Christmas. Interesting. I'll definitely check that out. That might be the yeah, one I watch whilst I put my tree up this year. I do. The Christmas Chronicles is a great film. It is good. For a Christmas yeah. film. Want to have a guess at what's at number one? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be The Crown. It is indeed The Crown, which we've already spoken about. So yeah, that's your top ten. There's quite a lot of films in there for a change. Yeah, there is. It's usually, there? A, usually a load of TV shows, but there's a lot of films in there this week. Maybe because everybody's in lockdown and watching films. Yeah, I guess that would have a lot. <laughs> the Christmas films feel like they've, they're in the charts early this year. Don't yeah, they? they really do. I've even thought about putting my Christmas tree up a bit earlier this year, just to give me something to do. <laughs> so that might yeah. go up in the weekend. Might happen this weekend, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, mine might. <laughs> Anything else? Should we play a game? Yeah, why not? That's always good fun. Excellent. What we got? So, I was going to call it France or Pants. Cool, that's a but, nice name. <laughs> but it's not, a, it's not an either-or game, so oh. it's not really an appropriate title. <laughs> Same as last week. Um, so, we'll call it Parlez-vous Francais. So, obviously, this week, we have watched uh, a movie called Lost Bullet. Yep. Which is a French action movie. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, which was also my wildcard choice. Yes, So I'm quite true. excited to see what everyone thought of it. <laughs> um, but because of that, um, I've been looking at... If you take a movie title <laughs> and translate it into French... Yeah. And then translate it back into English... Oh, interesting. You, <laughs> you get some quite interesting... Um, diversions, shall we say, from the original title. Okay. So, if I give you the the English title back from French, yeah. Do you think you can tell me which movie I am talking about? I'd like to think so, but probably not. <laughs> Should we try? Let's give it a go. Let's play Parlez-vous Français. So I've got five five movies. Okay. First one. Mum, I missed the plane. <laughs> Mum, I missed the plane. That is can't be a direct translation, but I think I know what it is. Is it So remember it's remember it's gone it's gone English to French and then back again. Have you done this or is it some... No no, these are and these are what they're yeah. If if you translate the French back into English, this is what they were released. Oh, I'm as. not sure now then. I thought I'd know what that was. Mum I miss um I'm gonna have to go I I can't be. I, the first thing that came to mind was Home Alone. You may want to stick with that. <laughs> but that can't be the translation. Go on, Home Alone. Yeah, Mum, I Missed the Plane <laughs> is what it was released as. Wow. <laughs> okay, I get I get what you're talking about now. Uh, okay, next one. That's a terrible name. <laughs> SOS Ghosts. <laughs> SOS Ghosts. Ghostbusters? Correct. Wow. That's, that's even worse. Uh, okay, let's go next with... The Hit Girls. The Hit Girls? What could that be? The Hit Girls? I've got no idea. Yeah, this is a tough one. Is there a clue? Uh, don't think of it in terms of, like, assassins. Oh, that's exactly what I was doing. Think more like Me- a chart hit. Oh, okay. No idea. Spice World. No. 
I, yeah, you know, a million miles away. <laughs> a bit more recent though. Pitch Perfect. Oh, okay. Okay, so a couple more, two more. So you you got two right. That's pretty That's good. Not bad. You, one more, you get a winning average. Um, a head full of sun. A head full of sun. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, I've got no idea. A head full of sun. Don't know. Clue. Jim Carrey. Eternal sunshine in the spotless mind. Correct. <laughs> How random. All these titles are much worse. <laughs> Last one then. Okay. Rasta Rocket. Rasta Rocket? No idea. No idea. Clue? <laughs> um, Who's in it? I don't know. Uh, John Candy. John Candy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cool Runnings? Yes. <laughs> Rasta Rocket. That's a better name. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm not sure how PC that is, but there you go. <laughs> Mum, I missed the plane cool is my favourite. Cool Runnings was released as Rasta Rocket in France. <laughs> Mum, I missed the plane. Mum, I missed the plane is going to make me giggle for ages. <laughs> good. Awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed I that. It. it was a good game. Thank yeah, you for Parlez-vous Francais. Shall we talk about the film? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, this week we watched, as Nick mentioned a minute ago, a French film known as The Lost Bullet, or Belle Perdue in French. Uh, it was really recent. It was released in June of this year, 2020. Uh, it's a 15. It runs for one hour and 32 minutes, and is currently rated at 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. I've got some names. I didn't. None of them have ever really done anything before that you're going to know. Sure. Anyway, they're all French, obviously. <laughs> um, so it stars Alban Lenore. I'm going to butcher these names as well by the way uh he plays lino uh nicholas derfachel plays areski and ramsey badia plays shiraz uh, one of them i can't remember which one had an uncredited role in taken with liam neeson oh okay because a lot of that was set in france if i remember rightly yeah so yeah uh, it was written and directed by guillaume perret who again has only really done french stuff before do you have a one word review it can't be S- french smashy smashy <laughs> Smashy smashy. <laughs> it really is. It's an action film, yeah? I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Although, I would say right um, right at the start, it's not as dumb as I thought it was going to be. No, I agree. It was not it was not at all what I was expecting. You know, it, it I, 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 I basically chose this because... Yeah. Oh, we should probably mention that. It was your wild card. Yeah, it was. So, I, I basically season. chose this because the, the synopsis on Netflix is to clear his name... A guy must track down a, a, the lost bullet in this in this car, and I was like, "Well, oh, that sounds stupid." <laughs> but but it's really not. But it's not at all. It's actually quite gripping. Yeah. So where does this film start, Nick? Uh, in a workshop. It does indeed, like a car garage. Yeah, there is some hardcore welding going on. <laughs> That's exactly what I've written down. Hardcore <laughs> welding. Um, yeah, he's like welding inside a, the bonnet of a car. Yeah. It looks like he's kind of like strengthening the chassis. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes to pick up another man in this car. <laughs> I say man, this guy looks like about 12 years old. Yeah. He's like the, the babiest of baby faces I've ever seen. Um, turns out he's not, though. He's like 19. I think he says it later in the film. It becomes pretty queer. Pretty queer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> it's not that kind of French film. It becomes pretty clear that they are about to run raid a jewellery shop. Yeah, to, uh, I, I, and cash, I, I guess. Out, they're in a Clio. 
They're, yeah, they are. Sorry, yeah, I should mention that. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, and the younger guy is like pretty concerned that this Cleo is just going to bounce off this jewelry shop. Exactly. Uh, because he's like, it's going to be all like protected. You're not going to get this Cleo through those windows. So he flicks a switch and speeds this car as fast as he can towards this jeweler's, and they do go through the front door, and then the back, <laughs> and then the back wall, and then the stock room, and then out the back. Literally carve, carve a tunnel through this shop. They do. And at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, I might be on board with it. <laughs> Straight away. It's like one of the best openings for any of the films we've seen, I think. It turns out, though, having <laughs> unintentionally created this tunnel through this yeah. building, um, Lino, who is the guy who we saw welding at yeah, the start. and like the main character. He, yeah. he was the, the driver. Uh, yeah. He cannot undo his harness. Yes, he's kind of seat belted in and it's stuck. And here come the cops. Yes. So he makes his mate run off. His mate is Quinton was his mate? Yeah. He makes him run off. He's like, get out of here. Don't implicate yourself in all this. And the cops show up, pull up next to the car, and then we hit straight into the title card, which is in French. It doesn't say the last bullet. It says Malipadou. And this man's now in prison. So we've jumped forward in time a little bit. And there's a couple of people come in and they're looking for him. And it's quite clear quite early on that they're cops. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to be told it. It's yeah. like, those two are definitely cops. They're like the copiest cops, aren't they? <laughs> the copiest of all cops. <laughs> um, it seems like they want to recruit him for some sort of special mission. Yeah. So the lady, there's a lady cop and a man cop, and she kind of leaves him to it. She's like, "This is on you. I don't want any part of this." She basically says, "You've got one month." Yeah. As a trial. Don't uh, die. Yeah. <laughs> I should also mention that I watched this in the English dub. And you watched it in subtitles, I assume? I did. I went original audio. Yes, which we always do for these sort of films, just to see if anything's lost in the translation. And this is where the point where I was like, I wonder if this was translated weird. Because he says he runs a, an anti-go-fast squad. Yeah. That seems weird. It seems like a weird name to me. No, this is that, so so um, this squad, they I don't know if they did in your version, but they referred to themselves as the, brigade, the Brigade. The Brigade, yeah, they did. Um, and yeah, they get to have... A lot of fun racing. Yeah, basically, they're just stopping souped up yeah. cars going fast, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of fast cars in this movie driven by quite furious people. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. That's what this movie's all about. So, yeah, basically, their, their job is to stop fast cars that have been souped up by using faster cars that have also been souped up. Yeah, and um, so these cops, you know, the guy is called Shiraz. Yep. He's, he's the leader of this squad, and he wants to bring Lino in as their kind of savant mechanic, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly right. Uh, Because he says his cars are not good enough. Yeah, they can't keep up with all the drug drug dealers. Yeah, and then we cut from there. We go forward in time again a little bit, I think, because we go straight to a car chase. First one in the film. First, Yeah, first one in the film. First one wasn't really a chase. It was just a car versus a (laughs) jeweler. They're chasing this BMW down the road that's going... Super fast, and they're they're behind it. So Shiraz and Lino are in the car, aren't they? Yeah. And the car in front starts shooting at them, shoots out their back window, and it it's got some sort of like boost mode. I don't know anything about cars, so apologies if I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's like a uh, nitro, isn't it? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. From my uh, GTA days, maybe. (laughs) And the whoever's driving, we don't ever see who's driving this car, but they they trigger that, and the car shoots off faster than the cop car but then all of a sudden the engine stops working and they go head-on collision with the other with another cop car 
Yeah. And and the cop cars have got like these killer grills on the front. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit like uh, some sort of demon car from yeah. the Stephen King story. They all pull over, obviously find out what's gone on. Both of the bad guys are dead, but they find a big bag full of drugs. Lots of drugs. Lots of drugs in this car. And so the cops all get together. They head back to the garage where they work because they work in like a garage, I guess. It's not like a police station. Um, no, they've been they so they've been given this these premises, haven't they, to operate yeah. out of basically. There is a bit of a police station scene later on, so maybe it's close or part of a police station. But anyway, they get back and they're all like chatting away. And Shiraz implies that he thinks they've got some sort of leak in the department. Yeah. Because this, this, they... this was kind of dropped in, wasn't it? He's, he says, you know, he's talking to Oreski, isn't he? Who was the yeah. guy who's driving the car. And he says, look, oh, it's great that we've got this one, but I just, I, we miss so many. There's so many yeah, yeah. shipments getting past us. He says we keep catching the little guys, but we never seem yeah. to manage to get hold of the, uh, the big guys. He says, I feel like they've got some intel on us. So, yeah, yeah they've, they've dropped that uh, possibility straight away. Lino is still in prison, but he works in this garage during the day. And occasionally it seems like he's allowed to stay overnight yeah, so in the garage. He's tagged, isn't he? And, and he sort yeah. of says, yeah, you, he has to go back to prison to sleep. But he says to Shiraz, oh, can I stay here tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Shiraz lets him, he's like, yeah, I've got no issue yeah. with that. Because he's still working through the night, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he, there's like a bit of a nighttime car working montage. So cut to the next morning and Shiraz comes and picks yeah. him up, picks Lino up, and they go for a bit of a drive. Uh, it doesn't say, it doesn't instantly say where he's going. I, yeah, I don't know if he was taking him <laughs> back to prison or, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it wasn't, in, but then they turn up at this like warehouse. That's full of brand new cars. Yeah, and he's like, "I've uh, I've scored us all some brand new cars. So We're gonna I, I th- pump the department up." I, I think, think they. But he's basically said, "I think the gist of it, although it, it didn't seem to be outright said, is that the the squad had been so successful that they've they've bumped up their premises basically, and they've got this yeah. new fleet of vehicles for Lino to try and soup up to soup up." There was about 20 yeah. in there. There was loads of them. They were all Renaults as well, weren't they? Yes, I believe so. Or were they Peugeots? They were, also, they were all the same make. I was like, I wonder if they're sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally all the same make. Um, Sherrod also says that he's managed to score an early release for Lino. So he's got these like papers. Yeah, and he, he, he says, to, you know, you've been, you've been with us for nine months now. So yeah, again, we know how long not, uh, not making it. I thought it would make you a happy man because it's not... Hitting you over the head with... Yeah, because they just told it in the story. <laughs> this is what I like. I'm happy with this. Um, and basically, he says, look, you've got a second chance. I've, I've put my neck on the line for you. I've got you out of prison. All we've got to do is sign these papers and you're released and you can come and work on all these brand new spanking new cars. Cool. We kind of cut to Shiraz then back in his office and he's looking at this booster that he pulled from the from the criminal's yeah. car. And he's kind of turning yeah. it over, isn't he? Um, yeah. We're not sure why. <laughs> And then and he, he sort of talks to Lino and says, actually, the only time I've seen something like this before is yeah. when we arrested you. Yeah. Um, and they both sort of come to the conclusion quickly that Lino's brother, who... Were they brothers? So it was in you my... Said it said they were brothers at this point in the French see, version. See, in my, in my version, it said he's like a brother to me. So ah well I didn't hmm, I didn't want to give it away till later but yeah they, at this point okay. they're brothers right okay <laughs> in the French fish oh they're not they're not at any point brothers in the okay. in the dub well he says at this point he's like a brother too but yeah I guess 
there is a bit of a bit of a reveal later on. Sorry, <laughs> spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, he must be involved. So yeah, somehow they've got an address for a garage where they think he might be working. Yeah, I, I this was I don't know how they got there. Yeah, but they ended up at a junkyard. <laughs> this this film moves at heck of a yeah, pace. Yeah, it's it's there is it seemed to be on for like ten. There's minutes. no fat to it at all, is there? Not at all. It moves so fast. By the th- I, I paused it at one point. And I was like, oh, it must be about halfway through. And there's about 10 minutes left. And I'm like, this film has flew by. And it, they reckon he's working in this garage. It turns out he is working at this garage. He's, he's there just working on some cars. But he seems to be being kept there against his will. Pretty much, yeah. By a couple of goons, I guess. Yeah, I've, that's exactly what I've called them. <laughs> so Sharas comes in and between him and Lino, they managed to get these two goons and arrest them. And then, what's his name? Areski turns yeah, up. Yeah, Areski and with, Marco. Uh, and Marco. The two cops. They're like the other team, yeah. aren't they? The other cop team. So they turn up and he's like, and Sheriff's is like, look, we've captured these people. So they get back in the car, Lino and Sheriff's, and they're going to drive and off. And Quentin, because he's kind of promised yeah. Lino, you know, we're not after him. We're after the, the big yeah. dogs in there. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to have to arrest him, but he's, nothing's going to happen. He's going to be fine. So the three of them are in a car. And Alda Goon, who's being arrested by now, being arrested by a rescue, kind of whispers in his ear, and he's like, "Don't let the young, don't let the kid go." I think he says. And so a rescue shoots through the car window and kills Sharon. Yeah. Like early doors, early kill. Big heel turn early on. Huge, yeah. He's a bad cop. So we've got, we've got, we now know who the leak is, and it's the guy who Sharon was talking to about the leak. So he shoots him through the rear window of the car, through the seat of the car in through his chest and the bullet lodges in the speedometer yeah it does yeah of the car lino manages to leg it he gets out and escapes from marco doesn't he marco yeah. goes chasing after him yeah and he escapes he marco finds his tag on the floor he manages to get that off somehow yeah he heads straight to a garage like a yeah. fuel garage yeah, a Not petrol like station you petrol, mean? that's <laughs> i don't think what they were called then <laughs> That's really bad. I tried to be multicultural. I tried to make it English and American at the same time. A I gas station. A gas station. Petrol station. Somewhere you buy petrol from. So he gets there and he says to the guy, can I can I uh, borrow your phone? I need a phone. Quick, quick, quick. But he's got he's got a gun. Yep. So the, the cashier behind the desk so it gives him a phone, but then kind of raises his eyebrows at some people across the shop. It's only three coppers in there, isn't it? (laughs) Randomly, three cops happen to be in there. So he gets arrested by these three cops. Um, In the meantime, the bad guys torch the car. Yeah. Or torch a car. And Lena gets taken back to the police station, where he he says, I need to speak to Julia, or I'll only speak to Julia. Now, we've not mentioned Julia yet. She is a lady that works for the brigade as well. Yeah. Is she one of the drivers? She is. And she's had a bit of a relationship with Lena. Yeah, so... Because she obviously doesn't know about Sharaz, and nobody does, because he hasn't mentioned it yet. Um, so he says, I'll only speak to her. Um, so they put him in like an interrogation room, and he sits there waiting, and who should walk in but Areski? Yep. And he says to him, look, let me give you a cover story. So he starts displaying, like reading out this cover story of how we're going to get through this. Yeah, his first, his first tactic is to try and get Lino on board. Yeah, but then it's quite clear quite quickly that Lino's not going to become on board. Yeah, he just, he won't talk to him, will he, at all? Yeah, and Ereski basically says to him, look, they're going to find you. You had his gun on you, and your blood's all, his blood's all over you. It, yeah. It's definitely going to be pinned on you. you. There's no doubt about it. You're a criminal anyway. 
And then as he walked out the door, he just calls him a cop killer. Yeah. And I'm like, brass balls of this guy. He was so, quite good, wasn't he? As he a was. Villain. He was really. He was really good. He was a good bad guy. He reminded me of um, Quinn in Dexter. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He wasn't a bad guy, but he looked a lot like him. Yeah. Um, my friend Alex will love this film. We'll watch this film, Alex, because he looks like Quinn. That's a bit of an in joke there. <laughs> Lino, the cops are now watching Lino on the TV in the room. Yeah. Because uh, he's like he's on the like security cameras, isn't he? And he's tr- he's trying to break the handcuffs off. Yeah, because he's chained so to the table. And 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 the desk jockeys are like, oh yeah, everyone tries this. And they're yeah, they're having a good around. laugh at him. <laughs> so he breaks one of the stanchions off the chair, and he's trying to use that. That just bends. So he breaks another one off, and the guy, the main cop looks at the screen. He's like, "Is the door locked?" Just to be just to be doubly sure, because he's uh, he's not so sure now that he's not going to get out. And he does. He breaks the cuff. Well, he breaks the cuff point off the table, doesn't he? Yeah. And. So he's free, just as the guy gets there to lock the door, and then he takes him out. And then there's a really cool action scene now of him just taking out cops. This was brilliant. For, it was. It was really good for about 10 minutes. This fight scene through this police station, and yeah. it's just Lino against the whole police station. Yeah. And I can't describe it to do it any justice, but it's really creative. Yeah, like, it really is. And it doesn't feel like a Hollywood fight. It feels like it's not like choreographed within an inch of its life. It feels like they're actually fighting. It's like... It's like them two women last week. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> this is like, it's kind of going for a kind of born identity thing. Yeah. But it's cleaner and you could, you could, it's directed really well because you can follow it. There's none of this sort of jerking around with the camera, is there? It's, yeah, no. It's, it, it's obviously highly choreographed, but it, it's done so well and it's so crazy. Yeah, it's not like super fast paced or martial artsy, is it? It's proper fighting and it's quite slow paced. But so they you do can follow what's going on. But they do use the environment really well. Yeah. Yeah, so he sort of, threw that woman through her table. Yeah, he basically had five, didn't he, through the table? Yeah, and then really he's did. he's jumping off desks, and and then when yeah. they all have a fight with the riot shields, yeah, that was awesome as well. It was. It went on for ages as well. It was probably a good five ten minutes. Um, he nearly gets away. He gets right to the front door, and yeah. he gets piled on. Yeah, and there's like five or six of them on him. So they manage to overpower him and pull him back in. But just as they're about to like completely catch him he manages to get a canister of pepper spray off one of their belts and he just sprays it everywhere yeah and all these cops like scream and he, he's like he just walks out he's literally no issue whatsoever he just walks out the back door like he's never been there and just leaves this chaos in his wake it was really it was a really good scene to be yeah there. It was, really really well done it was a great scene great fight yeah, it really was it really was in the meantime the cops have found this burnt out car and the remains of Shiraz. And the remains of Shiraz. The Areski says, look, this is going to be my department now. We'll get twice as much through. He's talking to Marco about how many, how much drugs they can get through now. They're going to be in, in charge. And the burnt-out car gets towed back to the garage where Julia is. And yep. the, there's another guy. And I didn't catch his name. Jeff. He's like a... Was it Jeff? Yeah. Was it really? The mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jeff. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I did not know that. You're not sure, are you, if I'm telling the truth? No, I'm not. Yeah, it was, it was, honestly, it was called Jeff. Fair enough. Anyway, Jeff gets locked in a room uh, because Lino's at the garage and he needs to speak to Julia. Yeah. So he locks Jeff, in a, locks Jeff in a room. He manages to get Julia alone. So he quickly says, tells her what happened, tells her that Sharaz is dead, which she knows that anyway, but how it happened, the rescue did it. Uh, but she doesn't believe him. So they start having a fight now. She's not having it. She, she locks a wicked armbar on him. She does, yeah. She tries to choke him out, and it very, very nearly does. Well, actually, does she? She completely she knocks him unconscious, don't she? Yeah. 
Um, but just before she does, he manages to handcuff her to her car. Yes. So she's handcuffed to a car while he's unconscious on the floor. So he wakes up. Yeah, he she can't finish him off. Got, yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's got the upper hand. He wakes up. He he tells her straight away. He's like, "That isn't Shiraz's car." Yeah, he says. It's, he, what does he say? There's, uh, the wheel trims are different. Yeah, he's like, "That's not her, his car at all." I'm not having it. The Areski turns up after after because he's gone. He he doesn't hang around, does he? Because he Julia's not yeah. buying it. Yeah. So he leaves, and then Areski turns up, and he tries to manipulate Julia as well. Yeah, he's, he he's like, he. People, He's horrible. He, he is. He, he is. basically He's vaguely threatens her, doesn't he? Just like, oh, you wouldn't want the boss to find out about your relationship. Yeah, not now. Not now. Lino's on the run. Yeah. Um. So in the meantime, Lino heads back to the garage where Sharaz was killed because he's on like a one-man mission now, isn't he? Sure. And well, as soon as he gets there, he finds this massive rifle just sitting there doing nothing, <laughs> <laughs> which was quite funny. And then he notices, yeah. And then he notices some more guns in the back of the car. Um, but whilst he's searching through the back of this car, this man just comes over and points a gun at him. Well, it's it's, it's a bit odd because I don't think it's paid for laughs. But it's, no, not it, at all. I think it shows how you know he's not in a good state of mind because he picks up this rifle, but then then he's like, "Oh, actually, no, I don't want that gun." So he goes back to the car <laughs> to get more guns, and because he went back, he gets caught. He gets caught. Yeah. So he's not a professional at this. He doesn't know what he's doing. No. He's <laughs> he's a mechanic at the end of the day. Then we meet Moss now. Moss is the female cop from earlier who seems to be in charge of everybody. Yeah, so she was... Um, she's she like was a big boss man. She was the uh, female cop who originally walked into the prison to recruit yeah. Lino. Yeah. And she basically says to Oreski, I'm taking over. I'm going to be in charge. Oreski's not very happy about this. And he tries to manipulate her as well because he mentions that Julia and Lino once had a thing. Just, yeah. But he just does it in like passing. As if she should already know about it. Yeah, it's a proper she like, didn't. bastard line, isn't it? <laughs> it really is, yeah. Cut back to Lino and the bad guys, and they're trying to lock him in a car boot. Quentin shows back up. I don't quite know where he's been, but he shows back up at this point. He manages to... I've put kill the leader, but he didn't kill him, did he? No, so he... what's happening is, so they're going to split up, aren't they? So um, yeah. the, the, the main drugs guy uh, basically gets in the backseat of the car, and, and Quentin's going to drive him somewhere. And yeah. the henchman has put Lino in the boot and he's going to go and dispose of a diff- him. Of a different car, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a scrapyard, isn't it? Yeah. So Quinton, so he says to this main poncho, he'll die if you just leave him in the boot of a car. And he's like, it's not your problem, drive off. So he rams the car into reverse. Yeah. Which I've never I've never seen this done before. I've seen it happen the other way around. but And he smashes the reverse of the car, the back of the car, into another car. And the, lead, the hen- top henchman guy goes flying backwards through the... Rear, rear window of yeah. the car it's cool isn't which it? i've never seen done before it was cool as fuck <laughs> you see you see people fly out the front windscreen quite often in films but i've never seen it done the other way around but and then it really the, the shots from like above him as he sails out the yeah back you can see him like wind, flying gliding out the back door and while that's happening lino overpowers the henchman guy and knocks him out as well yeah so lino and quentin are together again they are like reunited at this point and there's no bad guys so we're all in a good place and quentin says I know where the car with the bullet in is, which is what Lino needs to find. Because if he can find that bullet, that's what the cops will know that it's from a rescue's gun. Exactly. And then they'll then they'll believe him. So that's the lost bullet. That's the whole mission of this film: find that car, find the bullet that's lodged in it. And I'm like, and this is why I'm so surprised because at this point there's only half an hour left. Yeah, and we're yeah, only absolutely. starting to look for the bullet now. <laughs> yeah, it it flies at such a pace. It's the most. It's a really pacey film. 
It, honestly, it flew by for me. I felt like I'd been watching it for about 25 minutes. Yeah. Oreski and Marco turn up at this uh, garage after Quentin and Lino have left, and they find the two guys who are neither of them are dead, but they are locked in this car in this car boot. And Oreski's like, well, "This isn't what I was hoping to find," which I thought was quite a funny line as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So one of the the main hedge the main henchman guy stays with Oreski, and eventually Oreski shoots him, doesn't he, and kills him, That's shotguns right. him in the chest, and the other guy runs off, the henchman guy. And Marco follows him. At this point, you feel like Marco's losing respect of Horeski a little bit. He's wavering, isn't he? Yeah, because yeah. Marco gets some info out of this other goon. Well, the, the goon tells him the same same thing that Quentin knows. He's, he tells him where yeah, the car he is. Where well, car he tells is. him that yeah. the car's not been burnt. Yeah. Uh, and that he knows where it is. Yeah. Interestingly, and, though, Marco keeps this information to himself. Yeah, he doesn't tell Horeski this. He, did he shoot the guy? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he did. But he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't tell Oreski that he now knows something that he doesn't know. Julia and Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say that. Apologies if anybody's called Jeff. I just find it funny. Um, Julia and Jeff figure out that the car definitely isn't Shiraz's car. Yeah. Um, there's there's a reason and Jeff figures it out. But So Julia now is completely on board with Lino's story. She now completely believes him. And at this point, Lino calls Julia, doesn't he? Yeah, and they set up a bit of a rendezvous, don't they? Yeah, he says, meet me at the place where we were introduced. She is that what it said in yours? Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, no, I think I was spot on. And um, so, she she sort of makes her way to a market, isn't it? Isn't, yeah, she grabs her, she, Should I say? She, isn't it? <laughs> she grabs her knife and her gun, and she heads to this like marketplace. Yeah, and Quentin like barges into her, and she obviously realizes, oh, okay, I've got to follow this guy. Yeah, he's he kind of because um, she's being followed, and he kind of yeah. gets them off the scent. And they go down this back alley and through a gate and round a corner. And she eventually meets up with Lino. And Le- Quentin <laughs> then quite... really helpfully summarises the plot to date to her. Yeah, he tells, he, t- he literally, Lino says to him, go on then. And Quentin stands up like a kid in a school yeah. play. And he just goes through the whole story of what we've seen so far. And I think this is, I think this is where he says, um, you know, we, we grew up in a foster home together. So he's yeah. like, he's like my brother, but they're yeah. not blood brothers they're not brothers um, and Lena says to Julia look you've got two choices now you can take us in and we'll all get killed or you can help us find proof and we might get killed that's basically <laughs> what he says so she decides to help them and they they head out to the car and she finds these these two guys locate them and start chasing them down Lino and Quentin get into her car and head off they manage to escape and she goes to slash the tires on the two cops cars this was so badass because she just she's walked up they're watching her they're yeah. just too far away to too stop. Too far her. away. She just walks up to their car, slashes the tires, and then just puts yeah. her hands on her head. Put, yeah, it was she amazing. So badass. <laughs> she really did. She really did. Oreski and Moss find out that Julia's just been arrested, so they know some shit's going down now. Marco now tools himself up. He, he does. I, he's that's up, exactly he's... what I've put. He tools <laughs> up. He is. He's alone. He's got away from Oreski, and he's got like a shotgun and a knife. And it looks like he knows where the car is. Remember, so he's going to head out that way. So we've got things coming together now. So Oreski and Moss are heading uh, to the market to meet with with Julia, and Marco is heading to the farm where this car is, and that is the yeah. same place uh, that, that Lino and Quentin are heading to as well. Yes. So and they get there because this film doesn't hang around. There's no like scenes in between. We're heading to a farm. Then we're at a farm. Uh, but there's no car there. Or there doesn't appear to be any car there. 
So Lena's like, what's the deal? What's going on? And Quentin goes into the house. Yeah. Or the farmhouse. It's like, yeah, it in goes into the kitchen, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he, he does say, don't worry, there's no one here. It's abandoned or some, some weird stuff. Yeah. So, and he's rifling through the kitchen. So Lena goes in and is like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's got this massive bag of cash. Yeah. And drugs. And he's like, and drugs, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, that's it. Way. We've sorted now. We've solved everything. I've got money. Because he's only young. He's like, I think he says he's 19. Yeah. He thinks that's solved the problem. So well, Lena's Lena, like, what the fuck? <laughs> thinks he's been duped. What, what don't you understand about us needing to find this bullet? <laughs> yeah. Quentin's a bit of a child. Na- naive. Naive. That's the good word. Um, so Quentin like heads outside with this bag of cash. And just as he heads outside, this bit made me jump. Yeah. Um, his stomach explodes. It does. Because <laughs> Marco shotguns him from point blank range in the stomach. Um, and he goes down, obviously. And Lino and Marco end up... Uh, Lino and Marco, yeah, end up having a bit of a fight. Yeah, so they, they have a fight. Again, it's, it's not quite as um, intense as the, the police station one, but it's still pretty good. So they're, no, but they're in a tiny little lounge of a yeah, farmhouse. They're scrapping just, through this uh, farmhouse. Yeah. During this fight, we realise that Quentin isn't dead. He manages to get to his feet and, and strolls off. Well, crawls. Crawl, I'm not yeah. sure he was on his feet, but <laughs> he manages to to crawl away from where he was. The fight carries on. Um, eventually, it ends with Marco smashes his head on the side of a table. Good makeup as well. It, yeah, it really was good. A, a, a quite a hideous. Uh, there was definitely head a corner wound. mark in his uh, in his head. Yeah, and then from outside we hear a gunshot, so we assume that Lino's killed him. Yeah, I, I, if I'm being hypercritical, we'll come back to this. Okay, this might right have now? been my criticism. Well, because when when you cut to outside and you saw the gunshot, I'm like, I don't think he's killed him. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I needed that. Yeah, probably not. Question. <laughs> As we head outside, um, Lino spots Quentin's legs from a distance because he's leaning up against a like tractor. Yeah. Yes. Is a tractor. And, and he is dead now. He he didn't survive for very long. He has a uh, passed away leaning up against his tractor tire, but he is holding onto a rope. It's a uh, or a winch, yeah, some sort of like tow rope. <laughs> it's a rope. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it leads to a winch, but he's holding a rope. We cut back to Areski and Julia at this point, and Areski's like demanding to know where everybody is. So like, where the fuck is Lino gone? Where's Marco gone? Um, but obviously she's not going to say anything. Yeah, he's starting to realise he's uh, lost control of the situation. Yeah, completely. He's losing control for definite. Uh, so Moss sends him away. We come back to Lino, and he's following this rope now, and it leads to a pile of manure. Yeah. <laughs> this huge pile of manure. And it's quite obvious that the car's buried under there. And he realises that pretty quickly and starts digging it out with his bare hands. He does, yeah. <laughs> um, and then realises, hold on, this I'm is on a, a farm. winch. <laughs> I'm on a farm. There's a winch attached to this car and a rope here. So he grabs a tractor and he pulls the car out. He does, yeah. Of this pile of manure. And it's complete. It's been under a tarp, but it's completely clean. And he tries to start it, and miraculously, it starts. Sounds nice as well. Yeah, I'm not a car um, person, but it was a good sound effect. <laughs> it was a good sound effect. At this point, we find out that Marco is alive. Yeah, this He's is what I mean. So two minutes later. Yeah. Why? 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 Why, why was Marco left alive? Well, because Lino is not a murderer. No, well, yeah, true. But I didn't. That's what I mean. I didn't. So why did we have to have a gun exactly? Shot? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, he's just handcuffed to the fireplace in the house. Um, Lino calls Julia's mobile at this point, and he starts talking before anybody says anything, which is a rookie error. 
because Oreski's on the other end of the phone. Because yeah. Julia's um, Julia has had her phone confiscated because obviously she'd been caught slashing this slashing the tires. So Lino, once he figured out he's talking to Oreski, he's like, "I've got the car. You're, you're fucked." It's basically what he's he saying. says. Yeah, I've got the car, and I'm coming for you. Yeah, and then he starts. We get a bit of a montage of him working on the car. Yeah, he's going one man eighty. He's going to soup it up, yeah. He's going all uh, MacGyver on it. And so once he once he's done that, for the next the next presumably the next morning or later on that day, he goes to the same petrol station that he went to earlier, yeah. and he starts fueling it. And he's clearly trying to be seen, get himself noticed, yeah. yeah, be seen, so that the guy behind the counter is the same guy calls the police because he wants them to know where he is because he's going after. There's them. a good line, isn't there? Because he's he's fueling the car. And there's a, there's a couple sort of the other side of the uh, the other pump next to him, and they're giving yeah. him a really strange look. And we haven't seen the car yet. Um, yeah. And he just says, "Oh, it's 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 for a movie." I just thought yeah. it was a nice little line. That's the point where I had to pause it for a second, thinking I was about halfway through, and there's like ten minutes left of this film at this point. Oreski's like, right, we need Oreski and all his goons are bad guys. There's no good cops left now, other than Julia or Moss. Sorry. Um, so he's like, right, we need to form a roadblock. Let's. We know where he is. Yep, we know where he's Let's coming. Let's block the road. Yeah. We know where he's going from. We'll just catch him. We'll catch him in a roadblock. He's only in that shitty old car. We'll be fine. Cut to the very next scene. He's being chased by a, one of these souped-up cop cars. Yeah, it's the guy who was behind the desk in the police yeah. station. He's driving it. I uh, yeah. can't remember what his name was. No, I didn't get his name. And they're chasing him. So the, we've got another car chase going on. And this is the coolest thing I pr- think I've seen in cinema for a very long time. <laughs> So he pulls in front of this lorry and he gets right up tight under it. Yep. So the cop car goes past the lorry, doesn't spot that uh, Lino's now behind them. So he's, and then they realize he's like, shit, how did he get behind us? We send, then see the car for the first time and it's got fucking horns. Yeah. It's <laughs> the only way I can describe it. It's got a, um, a massive hook on the front, basically. It's almost, yeah, almost like a. Like a forklift truck yeah. with barbs on the front. But up, upturned um, forks, yeah. Yeah. And so what he does, he goes right up behind this cop car. So the forks go underneath the car. But because they're upturned, they pull around the back chassis. Uh, yeah, around the axle, yeah. Around the axle. And just rip the fucking wheels off. Because yeah. <laughs> he stops and it pull and it pulls the back end of this car off. And he, it's so cool. It's really <laughs> it's cool. Swing. And, and it really just cool. it just disintegrates, and there's just yeah, so basically they're just driving everywhere. on two wheels, yeah, and they're just driving on two wheels with no back end to their car now, and so he for the second time pushes right up into them, and now he's got control of their car, yeah, because he's just the he's, back end of their car is now him. He's basically creating. He's basically pushing them a human sh- human slash car shield. <laughs> I thought you were going to say human centipede of cars. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, he's basically, yeah, he has. He's he's got now got protection of the front of the police car, with the two cops in it, protecting him from anything that's ahead of him. And he's he's pushing them. He's controlling it. It's really cool. And they're heading right towards this um, roadblock that Oreski set up with all his men. Oreski's like, right, open fire. And the guy's on the radio, isn't he? He's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. We're we're being pushed. We're not in control. Yeah, and uh, this, this again, it it does a lot with a little this movie because you don't get like a great deal in the way of character development but no not but at all the 
some of the little things with Areski, like the way he talks to everyone else, his comments to Julia, and then this bit here where you can clearly hear, clearly hear on the on the walkie-talkie, the guy's in the cop car saying, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah. And then he just ignores them and tells his men yeah, to open fire. So open fire, uh, take out the time. The way they got his character across with, with very little time, just it worked quite well. I think you're right. Areski and Lino, both characters were so well crafted in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah so he says take out the tyres, and which they do. And he heads straight through this roadblock and he literally ploughs straight through it as if it wasn't even there, goes through it like butter. Because his car's souped up. He's got a souped up cop car on the front of it. Yeah, the, co- the cop car, so they burst through, the cop car on the front kind of flips off. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's away. And he, just dri- he just drives off as if nothing had even happened. So a rescue had managed to jump over a wall, climbs back over this wall, gets in one of these souped-up cop cars that was in the roadblock that hasn't taken any damage, and manage, And we get another chase. Yep. We get a car chase. Um, Moss is back at the garage. She gets a call saying what's happening, and she gets on the radio straight away. She's like, a rescue, stop following him. Stop it. I call him. Yeah. Calling you down. Don't hurt him. As this is happening, she's, she goes and grabs Julia. She, she gets free. distracted. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought she, she was basically dis- saying, right, you're off the hook. Oh, I thought they were going together. Oh, maybe. It it was. I thought it seemed to me like they were going to go together, but she got distracted, and then Julia just went off on her own. Oh, okay, but I yeah, might you be could wrong. be right. You might be right. So she's now heading towards this cop chase as well. And when we go back to the chase that's going on between Oreski and Lena, there's two like normal patrol cars, cars involved yeah. as well now. Normal cop, normal police cars, but they don't last very long. <laughs> There's a great shot now. This I thought this because this the cin- cinematography in this was re- was really really yeah. impressive. So there's not loads of car chases, but they they no, there's not. Th- there's literally two. I thought you know again, yeah. this film would be full of them, but it's all the better for it. To just be, yeah, definitely. And there's a great shot where with like Julia's point of view, and she she comes down a side street. She stops as yeah. um, Lino in the in the Mad Max car goes past. Then a rescue goes past, and then yeah. a patrol car goes past. Except it's on its roof, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it just slides past her. It just slides past her. But so she pulls out, and she's now in the chase. So there's three, the three of them are now all chasing each other. Julia eventually manages to take out a rescue's car. Yeah, there's like a they do a Lino sandwich, don't they? So they yeah, they're all three of them are driving next to each other, aren't they? And then Lino's in the middle. Lino stops. The other two fly forward, and Julia takes out a rescue. Yeah, it's quite cool actually how it worked. But she she also crashes her own car. Yeah, at the same time, um, Lino pulls over to check that she's okay. Uh, a rescue manages to slowly climb out of his car, which is upside down, and he's got something in his hand. Yeah, I didn't see this twist. No, not me. So they start fighting Lino and Areski, but just before they start fighting, Lino manages to throw this thing that he's got in his hand into the back of Lino's car. Who has a grenade? And it's a, who has a grenade? He's got a fucking grenade. And the grenade goes off and it explodes the car with the lost bullet in it. So Lino beats the crap out of Oreski quite quickly and then dives into the burning car and drives it away whilst it's on fucking fire. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so cool. I thought he was going to like drive it into the sea or something. I did as well. It was exactly what I was expecting. He was going to drive it into a river or something, but he doesn't. He just drives through the street. Where are we? Paris? I, I don't think it's specified, or I didn't pick it up if it was. I don't, no, it's some French city slash town. But he's driving through this town with the back end of his car on fire that's just been grenaded. 
There is absolutely no other cards around, which is fortunate, considering it seems to Very be in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's creative license <laughs> in its finest. Um, suddenly, he pulls into the garage yeah. where they all work. Moss, he drives through past Moss's office window with his flaming car. He, just, he doesn't Jeff really pull in. To, he just kind of it just drives, drives it. Yeah, and hits the wall. Yeah, it plows into the back wall. Jeff has to jump out of the way of it. Uh, and he gets thrown through the windscreen. Because nobody wears seatbelts in this. No. <laughs> but we don't see him get thrown through the windscreen. You just see him wake up on another he's, on the front of another he's vehicle. He's smouldering, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of on fire. Cut back to a rescue. He's gone home. Um, which is a really weird scene, this. Well, um, I, what did you think of it? Because at first I thought, oh, is this a bit tacked on? But then I was actually, no, I don't mind it, actually. It's a, it's another bit of character development, even though we're in like, the last penultimate scene of the film. Yeah, so he, he heads home to, and he's packing a bag. And through the window behind him, you can see a lady and a young child who are clearly implied to be his wife and kid. And he's packing a bag and he just looks out the window at them and then leaves. Yeah. And, but then we never see him again. No. <laughs> so it's, we're very nearly the end of the film. So at this point, the car's been put out. It's in the garage. It's not on fire anymore. Uh, you get a bit of a forensics montage and you can see them using a pair of tweezers and they extract the bullet from the speedometer in the car. So we know we found the lost bullet now. We know we're coming to the end of the film, surely. Um, Moss and Lino are standing next to each other in the garage and she hands him his release papers. Yeah. Because obviously he lost them when Sherrod's got killed. Nobody else knew that was going to happen. And then he meets her with Julia and they kind of walk away together. And as we spin the camera around, the car, Shiraz's car is in the garage, but it's now covered in flowers. Yeah. And then the film ends. What did you think? Uh, I I had a great time. It was so much fun. It was really fun. (laughs) It was really good fun. And I hoped it would be fun. Um, Yeah. But like I say, I wasn't expecting it to be... I, I was expecting it to be stupid and it wasn't. It was no, it wasn't. I thought. It was I mean, it is pretty really... stupid, but it's 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 not ridiculous. Um, yeah, I was expecting like a really crazy, stupid car chase film. Yeah, like people be... like cars going at ninety miles an hour while people yeah. were fighting on the roof and stuff like that. But it's, there's pretty much there's none of that. All in cars. No, yeah. there's none of that. It's actually really clever. It's really good. I was not. It's a really good story. I was not expecting the like ten minute um, fight sequence. <laughs> Uh, no, that's the, for me. That's one of the most. That's one of the best single scenes we've seen this year. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It was really good. C- completely different to the fight scenes from last week. Yeah, but they were still quite brutal. <laughs> but it just worked better. It's it just a fun sense. time. It is. It's a really good fun film. It's not the sort of film I would normally watch. I'm not a big action film kind of guy. I don't watch a lot of action films, and I was quite surprised how much I actually enjoyed this. I, and for me, because it sort of keeps itself in check a bit, you know, it isn't it isn't full of car chases. There's two car chases in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they're not even that long. No. But they're done really well, uh, and they're really spectacular. So there's only a couple mm. of cars that smash, but you you know, you know see all the debris. The bit where he rips the back off that police car. That's cool as fuck. It's, it's so awesome. cool. <laughs> it really was, it really, really was. I I had a great time. Uh, it like I said earlier, it absolutely flew by. It felt like I'd been watching it for about twenty five minutes when it finished. It's there was just no filler. It was constant. This happens. This happens. This happens. This happens. The end. Yeah, like I said, there, there was, there's no there was, fat on it, is there at all? Not at all. And it told its story really well. It didn't bother with character development much. 
there was probably two Lino and Oreski were really well-rounded characters but other than that they're just generic cops generic goons but it didn't really matter it just it just worked and it was even like really well i even bought the again for for the really small amount of screen time that they had together the the relationship that lino and sharas had came across really well yeah they were only together for about five minutes but it it kept developing through the movie because of the lengths lino was going to to sort of help his mentor i guess yeah because, yeah, that's all it was all about, wasn't it? It was about clearing his name and getting justice for Shiraz. No, I, I, I'd recommend it to anybody. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a very good choice. Maybe your best wildcard pick. Oh, do you think? Yeah, Interesting. I think so. Well, it's definitely better than The Anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> what was your other one? Um, Gantz. Maybe not that Gantz was really good. But no, you, you picked well this year, Nick, I think. Uh, and and, and it's different to what I was expecting. Like I said, I, I thought I was getting something fun, but stupid. And I got something yeah. fun and not nowhere near as stupid as I thought it was going to be. Agreed. I, it was a, that's, that's a great way of putting it. It was a... Oh, I've just thought of a better one-word review. <laughs> Go on, I'll allow it. Arresting. <laughs> nice. And the main character's called Arresky. Yeah. Uh, we had a message from Ross Cook about it. Okay. You know Ross Cook, yeah, he's the, the resident resident artist for the uh, pod world. Um, he's put, I really like the first half, especially the opening with the botched heist. That was really good, actually, when he rammed through that jeweler yeah. and went straight out the back of it. So he'd oversuit the car. He says, after the midway point, it ironically started to slow down. Uh, still overall really good. Um, definitely prime for a remake starring Jason Statham. Oh, you can see it already, can't you? <laughs> I wouldn't be at all surprised. Five, five or so years. You're getting a remake, a Hollywood remake of it. Hollywood wouldn't be able to uh, keep... They wouldn't be able to keep this as minimalist, though, would they? It'd just be another Fast and Furious. Yeah, absolutely. They'd want to build more characters into it and ruin it. You know, you'd have to... It'd be this, but all dangling from a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, a lot more action films. Over a sea of sharks or something. Yeah, over the Grand Canyon or something. How do we turn the tide on it? How are you making this film better, Nick? You can one make one change. I'm changing the end. Okay, interesting. So, what are you going to do to the end? I, I am not. I am not leaving this with a blatant sequel set up. Personally, <laughs> I would. I, I'm quite happy to see Oreski getting hauled away in handcuffs. Agreed. I, that I didn't fell a little bit to flat for me. Out. The fact, the fact that Marco and Oreski both got away alive. I, I didn't. I kind of didn't like that. It's probably the one negative I've got of it. I don't necessarily it just felt a bit. Oh, I don't necessarily always. Yeah, I don't necessarily always need <laughs> things wrapped up in a neat bow. But no, but, it would but with nice this one, some actually, yeah, I, I would have liked to seen a rescue get uh, shot, and even you could even have a little shot of the police going and picking Marco because he ain't going anywhere. No, he's handcuffed to a fireplace. Um, and I, th- I, I think that would have just. Yeah, do you that, think that's what they've done then? Do you think they've left it open for a sequel? Well, I think so, don't you? Yeah, like, I think the rest so. is still out there. And... Marco's still out there. The fact that neither of those two came to a grisly end, one of them should have been exploded or something. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need both of them for the sequel. But no, I, I know what you mean. I, I, exactly what I wrote down as well, I would change the ending. So that's interesting that we've both said that. So yeah, yeah, and, and I was going to say that's quite a small change, but it's not really. It's quite... <laughs> no, this is quite a big change. <laughs> So I wonder if we'll get a, a Lost Bullet 2 at some point in the future for us to uh, do a Patreon episode on. Oh, maybe, maybe. Maybe, let's hope so. This one's only been out for five yeah, years. Yeah, I didn't, so I didn't realise it. it was that Let's recent it either. 
Yeah. Good wildcard picnic. Do you want to talk about picnic? Do you want to talk about stream table? Yeah. Okay, do you want me to run through what we've got currently? Yes, go for it. Uh, so currently at number eight is Malevolent. Uh, at number seven is Life Force. At number six is iBoy. Number five is Results. Number four is Hungerford. Number three is The Discovery. Number two is Catfight. And currently still at number one is Sam's Wildcard, which is Calibre. Do you think you are winning the wildcard stakes so far? I've got to be careful here because I think I'm in a Sam bias. <laughs> Right, I think I'm fairly comfortable in saying, uncontroversially, it's in the top three so far. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, I want to say this is the most fun film we have watched this season. Agreed. I I feel that if I say it's the best film we've watched, <laughs> I'm going to get accused of <laughs> marking my own homework. <laughs> so what do you think? Personally, I think it's number two. Not just to piss on your cornflakes. <laughs> I just think Caliber is a good film, whereas this is just a fun time. Sure. It isn't a good film. There's not a good story there. There's no good acting in it. No. It's it's just a it's a really fun hour and a half of your life, but it isn't I wouldn't say it's a good film. But it is better than Catfight and it is better than the Discovery. So as far as the stream table goes, I would be comfortable with it in number two. I, I think I'm comfortable with that. I I I, it's a I tough almost one feel that that's harsh on Catfight, to be honest. Uh, just given how bonkers an original that was. <laughs> but I, I, I think they are both this and Catfight, for totally different reasons, are very hot on the heels of Calibre. And I, I, yeah, I think Calib- really Calibre is really hanging on by its fingernails the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really close up there. Um, I'm still hot and cold on Catfight. I still some days think I hated it and some days I liked it. Which is why I think this one's better because I will always remember the Lost Bullet as a film that I enjoyed. Uh, but I don't. It isn't a better film than Caliber, unfortunately for you. No, no, I I don't disagree <laughs> with you at all. I I you know like I say for totally different reasons. I've got them all pretty much level pegging. So you know I think I think second's fair. That's the second week in a row we've put a film in at second in the stream. Well, table. There you go. Crazy time. It's about time we saw something shit. We've <laughs> <laughs> not, not seen anything bad for ages. Uh, that being said, do you want to pick next week's film? Yes, let's do it. So you've had an action film now. What are you looking for for next week? Um, let's have a gross-out comedy. A gro- we haven't done a good comedy for a long time. Yes, I don't know if there's many out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Go for it. And it has picked a film called Would You Rather. Okay. What do you think that is, Nick? I've caught in two minds. Okay. I I think it could... I think it's like a dare type thing, but I'm not sure if it's a comedy or a horror. I, I could see this from both angles. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, it's a horror. Okay. It's from 2012. It says, Desperate to help her ailing brother, a young woman unknowingly agrees to compete in a deadly game of Would You Rather, hosted by a sadistic aristocrat. Okay, I, I'm I'm getting kind of sore vibes. Yeah, the the poster is of a very close up eye with a razor blade tantalizingly close to it. Okay, so that should give you some sort of indication of what you've got. According to IMDb, it is not rated. What does that mean again? I think it means nobody dares watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just oh, there look, you go. Just, Careful what you wish for. Just looking through the cast list, see if I know anybody. It's got Britney Snow in it. 
Okay. That's the only one that's jumping out at me off the off a quick glance. Oh, it's got John Hurd in it. He's dead now. Okay, so that's interesting. <laughs> that is dead. That is interesting. He's dead now, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so uh, check out Would You Rather. Um, but before you do, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Uh, where else are we? We are on a website. We've got a new website. It's brand new pretty much now. Uh, it's www.bottomofthestream.com where you'll find every episode we've ever recorded playable in your browser. All the stream tables we've ever done. There's some extra cool stuff on there about the Oscar winners we've seen. Uh, there's a link to some merchandise where you can buy some Bottom of the Stream merch for Christmas for people. And you can also check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. Where for a couple of quid every month, you can get some early access to the episodes. You can get bonus episodes. Um, you can get a wild card if you come in at a certain level to see if you can beat uh, Sam, who's still holding in there. Um, and all sorts of shit. Nick writes a newsletter every month, which he's probably going to start doing pretty soon. And uh, yeah, I, I will do that. Good reminder. <laughs> uh, yeah, so check us out on all the socials. Discord. Did Discord. You Discord. We've got a Discord. Come and chat with us in Discord. There's loads of people in there now. And if you do want to there's a link at the bottom of the episode description of this very episode it's the very last line you'll find it so get yourself a discord account and come over and chat to us be much fun we have fun in there don't we nick yeah it's really good actually i mean i you know up until well how long we had it going now a month six weeks yeah probably never never been in discord at all um but it's it's a really good way to just uh have a big old group chat yeah we'll chat with you i'll chat to anybody on discord i've got a really boring job so i'll chat to you whenever you want Uh, if you can't do any of that, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean or on Podchaser or anywhere you can review podcasts. Maybe drive your very fast souped-up car and write us a review into the <laughs> frost and ice on a cold winter morning. I wonder where you were going to go with it. I love listening to you do that, Vic, so I always wonder where he's going to go with it. I thought you were going to say write it on a bullet this week, but... <laughs> you didn't you let me down so yeah um do all that and then check out a film called would you rather which is on netflix and we'll come back next week to talk about it cheers bye